The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on, tons to get to. Really glad that you chose tonight to stop by. Great news with Kay at the bottom of the hour. Appreciate uh, her doing that. Today. Four, four different stories she wrote for the Daily Caller that we've got today. Some about Ukraine, some not so much. I mean, really, really interesting stuff, to be honest with you. And, and uh, we'll get to that. But we also have uh, what, what Gavin Newsom is trying to do in California to doctors. And I just I don't understand why they won't stop now. Um, but I guess they're not going to. I mean, even New York, like in a few days, right? In like a week, they're going to be lifting the mask mandate and the vax card mandate in New York. But California is looking to punish some people on a Monday. Uh-huh. That's right. Glad to have you along for the ride. That is No Fun Carrie. How you doing? NFC, no fun carry. During the breaks, you can't entertain the people. I'm entertaining the people. Are you, though? Yeah, I really am. Are you? Hmm. Well, let's play your parody. Hold on. I don't have one. You know that. Yeah. Hold on. I'll turn it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's Polo getting it done. Sam making it happen. How dare you, Sam? How dare you? Yes, there's a lot going on. I, I mean, even the liberals don't don't even like check their notes first. You know what I mean? Eric Adams basically sees how the wind is blowing and makes his decision on how he's going to run New York City. It's, it's really just stupid. One day, the subway's perfectly fine. There's nothing about the subway. It's just perception. The next day, subway's scary. I wouldn't even write on it. Okay. And then, and now, it, it, then it was what? The, too many white reporters. Carrie, you whites, you are not allowed to, um, mm. to report in New York City. You're uh, out. That sounds so wrong, actually. But Had you been at that news conference, you would have been like, look how white this woman is. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, "Damn, I mean, she she white." So, um, but but white. but then of course the next day he's like, uh, "Yeah, but I I so what if I eat fish?" I mean, the whole the whole thing's weird with this guy. You know what I mean? I'm I'm on the on the 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 the, the vegetable based or something based crap, and uh, so what if I had fish? Don't follow me around and ask about fish. You're racist. You're racist. You know, like the guy he can't get out of his own way. It's weird. And then I saw today. Like, oh, yeah, we're getting rid of the mask mandate and the vax card mandate, like, May 7th or 8th or something. Not May, March 7th or 8th or something. Like, really? This in the same day that Gavin Newsom in California are looking to punish some doctors. You got to fill me in on this one because my whole face hurts now. Yeah, from Just the News, disagreement with the contemporary scientific consensus on COVID-19 issues could be deemed unprofessional conduct. I have to ask you to stop. I'm sorry. Um, um. a uh, contemporary COVID consensus? Is that what you said? Contemporary scientific consensus. Do you know what that means? No. I don't either, but go ahead. <laughs> but it's in quotes. <laughs> no idea uh, what it Democratic, means. 
Democratic Assemblyman Evan Lowe's AB 2098 may be the subject of a March 17th hearing in the Assembly Committee on Business and Professions, where it was referred last week according to legislative history. The bill, which was co-written by five other California Assembly and Senate members, goes beyond regulating how California doctors can treat their own patients. It opens their statements about COVID, public or private, to review by the Medical Board of California and the Osteopathic Medical Board of California with possible sanctions to follow. Existing law requires the applicable board to take action against any licensed physician and surgeon who is charged with unprofessional conduct, according to the Legislative Council summary. And the bill would designate the dissemination or promotion of misinformation or disinformation about COVID as unprofessional conduct without specifying what's prohibited. Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom is seeking legislative funding for a related effort, a statewide department dedicated to disseminating accurate scientific information and countering false claims about COVID, CBS 8 reported last week at the state's also airing MythBuster commercials in 250 markets. As several state medical boards are considering or actively investigating doctors for their claims about hot-button COVID issues, particularly around vaccines and alternate treatments. Contemporary scientific consensus? Yes. Let's break that down. Contemporary Science, I, I, know the, I know what the word science means, and consensus is more agree than not. Um, but how does the word contemporary work in that? I mean, like we're contemporaries, we work together mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, I mean, but it suggests that everything's at the same time. It's all happening now. And not everybody, there is no contemporary consensus. Especially now, I mean, the CDC is changing its rules on masks and whether, you know, we've got new uh, reports that a woman's cycle is affected by it adversely, that, that men are affected by it adversely for their hearts and, and they're pretending there's some contemporary scientific consensus. Really? How'd they decide that? The story doesn't say. Not gonna. No. Contemporary, living or occurring at the same time, the event was recorded by a contemporary historian belonging to or occurring in the present, the tension and complexities of our contemporary society. Um, What? So because it's happening right now, that makes it contemporary. But there is no consensus happening right now. In fact, there's a lot of of argument about what the effects are of these vaccines and of COVID-19 and on age ranges and risk factors. So, Carrie, you like me? Do you think they just sort of threw three big words together and people say, oh, well, damn, you don't want that contemporary scientific consensus to be against you. And what's the punishment going to be? The story even says there's no word on what the punishment will be. Possible sanctions. What is the sanction? It didn't stop Russia. It's going to stop a doctor in California? I mean, I'm, I'm actually confused by this. I don't understand what it means. But you know what this is. It's a scare tactic to get doctors to shut up. It's a scare tactic to stop doctors from coming on a show like mine. Like, I'll just go down the list as I always do. Dr. Malone, above reproach, science-based. It's a consensus of his contemporaries. I don't know. And then you've got Dr. Peter McCullough. Just had him on last week. He brings... Science, real science, that is a consensus if you believe in real science, and I'm sure it's a contemporary scientific 
consensus. And then you've got Dr. Richard Urso, same thing. Dr. Jesse Lopez, same thing. Tom Renz, the lawyer, same thing. He's got consensus. It's contemporary and it's scientific. But if you're in California, they can bring sanctions. Doc, you're hereby sanctioned. I don't know. What does that, what does that mean? I, I think it means that they have nothing better to do. I guess in California, they solved the crime and the homelessness problem and the drug problem. And now they're going for this. I need your thoughts on doctors now. They're using a scare tactic in government to try to shut doctors up from telling you the truth about the vaccines, about the disease, about Omicron, about all this stuff. And this isn't okay. This is from people that you elected. A lot of people listening in California right now. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Hopefully you're having a good Motown Monday. Glad to have you along for the ride. It is the Joe Pag Show. 13, 40, 14 minutes away from Cray News with Kay on a Monday. I'm hoping to get Michelle Tafoya on the show because I think that she's uh, she's being bold. Um, I, and, and Carrie, I wonder, she's, she's a journalist, and I wonder if I can get your opinion after we have the story. Okay. Because... You know, it's not easy to give that job up. She she was the number one sideline reporter. I, I remember working in Lansing, and my sports guy Sean said, "Oh yeah, I love I love Michelle Tafoya." I mean, that's twenty five years ago. I mean, she she was doing it a long time, and now suddenly she is the bane of the existence of the left. Everybody suddenly on the left just can't stand her now. It's like she spoiled everything that she ever worked for. None of it matters anymore. And it's ridiculous because she's the same person who just is speaking common sense now and logic when it comes to right versus wrong. So if you don't mind, I guess the view is going to have her back on and people are freaking out. What do you have for me? They are from MSN fans of The View would prefer Michelle Tafoya not return as a guest host. The announcement was made that she'd be returning to the round table and after her stint last year and her controversial views, fans of the show would rather not go back down that road. Some tweeting, well, I guess I'll find something else to do since ABC and At The View wants to get uh, ratings by bringing Michelle Tafoya on next week. Hashtag The View. And instead of ratings, it was a picture of a rat. Uh, someone else said, um, wow. really? Why is Michelle Tafoya coming back? She has been the worst guest co-host so far. Another person writing thanks to At The View for the warning about Michelle Tafoya TV's upcoming return. Won't be watching. That woman does not deserve a platform. She has shown us who she is. We believe her. You should too. I'm just not, I don't understand. Because as far as I can tell, Michelle Tafoya said that life should be merit-based that we should not have CRT, that her son, whose best friend was a little black child, happened to be a little, you know, African-American child. And they did some sort of, I forget what they call it, where they actually take the child and have the child go to lunch or dinner or some sort of get-together with somebody of the same exact ethnic or racial background. And suddenly that child, when he came back, just wasn't interested in being friends with her son anymore. 
Um, what are they called? Not an enterprise zone. Uh, some sort of a... It'll come to me later. But there was... Some, it, it's, it's called something where it's basically CRT, critical race theory based, that you can only really advance in life if you if you spend time with people who are ethnically or racially of the same background, which makes no sense. It just doesn't. It makes no sense at all. And you've got good friendships that are spoiled by the power and control mongers on the left. So do you know what it is that Michelle Tafoya did wrong other than what I just said? She was just honest about how she feels about race relations and that we should all be, you know, all for one and one for all and not segregate ourselves. Why is that somehow don't ever watch The View again? Not that I'm going to watch it, but do you, do you know what else she I said? I mean, what that's what she said, right? Col- she said something about Kaepernick. Um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, that, that, uh, that brought politics into the game. Yeah, that she was yeah. not, not happy about that. She didn't say, oh, that black guy, this and that. She just said, you know, it's a football game. Why are we bringing politics in? Just like she never brought her politics. Listen, she's a great example. You know what I mean? And, and you do know what I mean. She's somebody who clearly is a little more conservative in her leanings, right? Mm-hmm. She's on the sideline for 25 years. My friend Sean, who are not even friends anymore because when Biden won, he acted the fool on Instagram, so they just deleted him. But um, my, my friend Sean said, well, I love Michelle Tafoya 25 years ago. He's a liberal guy. She's a conservative person. He didn't know because it's not part of the job. Her job was not right. to go out there on the sideline and say, you know, That's I really am a Reagan kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So, so do you as a journalist think that she was pushed well, out because suddenly her views were known? Maybe. And I was looking on another site. This is from The Decider. It was back in October, her first day on The View. I guess she got into a little argument with her co-host over her unvaccinated family member claiming skipping the vaccine. It shouldn't be such taboo. That apparently enraged uh, the show's co-host. Um, I mean, come on. About the critical race theory. Um, right. By saying white people have already done enough that they've been stepping up to end racism since the Civil War. Of course. That apparently She's right. people riled up. Um, and if that wasn't enough, her big return for day two was celebrated with a round of boos and gasps from the live audience. Uh, the jeering commenced after Tafoya attempted to rate Colin Kaepernick over the coals, saying he deserved to be fired by the NFL. I think all of us could agree there's probably a lot to this story we still don't know, Tafoya said to the audience, looking for some applause or maybe even a nod. Nope, all she got were boos and groans. Well, what, do you, what do you think they do with that, that audience? What, what do you think they do with that audience? Do you think that they prepped them by saying, hey, Clap when Whoopi says something. Clap Maybe. when Joy says something. Joy. If the guest host, who's a more conservative, right-leaning person, says something, don't clap. Boo do. if you'd like. Yeah. So, again, I'd like to have her on the show. We'll see if we can get her on the show. She's working on somebody's campaign in Minnesota now. I didn't know if she's from Minnesota or what the story is. But she's working on a campaign, so we're going to try to track her down and get her on the program. I, I She was on, I think, I saw a bit of it when she was on with Tucker a week ago or so. And uh, she'll be back on The View. Yeah, so the View is never supposed to be this. And I've talked about this before. Barbara Walters started The View. It was a show that was for her. Going to be her and two or three other girls, or women, sitting around talking about news of the day and maybe talking about beyond the news of the day. It is turned into just a bastion of liberalism where people boo anybody who's got an opinion other than what Whoopi Goldberg says. And there's a story today, I don't know if you sent me this or I saw this elsewhere, but there's a story today in the New York Post, I think, where Whoopi Goldberg now is more powerful than she's ever been, now that she's back. Did you see this? Really? No. Uh-uh. And the reason why she's more powerful than she's ever been is because Whoopi Goldberg 
um, while she was gone, saw that the ratings took a dip. And then when she came back, they rebounded a little bit. So people shut it off when she was gone, when she said that the Holocaust wasn't about race. She's stupid. She's wrong. Um, And they went back up a little bit when she came back. So now, clearly, she thinks she has the power. Okay. Which is so weird. It just is. So maybe she should say some more racist stuff. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, what you have is an actor in Whoopi Goldberg. You've got a comedian in Joy Bay. I'm not making fun of them. That's who they are. I don't know who the other people are. Do you know who the other people are? Sunny Hostin? Hostin? Do, do we, uh, what is she from? Uh, How would we know her? I think she's an attorney. Okay. And then you've um, got uh, Anna Navarro, who's uh, a fake right. Republican. She's just a commentator who was anti conservative anti-trump everything who else is on there do we know and there was one uh from she came from good morning america young blonde but i can't i can't no idea her name no clue point. yeah polo young blonde do you know no idea okay sam i have I, I don't think i've ever watched that show now carol let me ask you something do you watch that show you seem to know a lot and no i don't watch it don't why'd you hesitate why are you lying why are you I'm watching that show not hesitating. Did you just take a swig of a glass of wine? Is that what that was? No, I was typing. I'm trying to figure out who it was. Yeah, good, good, no. good, good. Seriously. No? No. No. Is birthday month drinking month? Is that the story? No, it is not. Nope. Ah. So you're going to be looking sporty? What does that mean? Giving looks that are dirty? Rhymes with 30. Sporty. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Are you yes, 40? I'll be sporty. I'll really? Be sporty. Really? Yes. You, you need to leave me alone. You're not gonna be nifty? When it comes to that. <laughs> okay. Well, you can, you I can see your face off. and I can't even see your face. <laughs> that's not good. Off. No. That's not mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Heavenly? Sarah Haynes. That's her name. No. <laughs> no. no. Nope. And it's still, I got a couple of weeks left, so. Oh, okay. Um, so, so I'm supposed to know who Sarah Haynes is? You said that lady. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah, Sarah Haynes. That's right. Who was on? The, the, she's the what, woman. She's from she's ABC News? Good Morning America. Uh, she was some kind of correspondent from Good Morning America. Some kind? I'll say oh, some kind. Man. So when is the four you're supposed to be on? Do we know the day? Mm, no, actually, it does not say. I was surprised to find out they don't do those shows every day. You know that, right? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, when I met with Joy Behar back in the day when she couldn't handle all my conservatism uh, at CNN, uh, she showed up like, like she had like curlers in her hair. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? The show just now got over. Oh, we taped those ahead days ahead of time. Uh, oh, okay. That's interesting. Okay, now, I don't know if they still do. This was, this was back, this is, you know, 13 years ago or something. So, um, I mean, maybe they don't anymore. Maybe they do them every day now because I know that they're doing current events a lot, but uh, so, some of them not so much. So, why do we pretend like Whoopi's not an actress and Joy's not a comedian? And why is it that what they say carries so much weight? And I'm not being funny about their size. Why, why do we pretend like what they say matters? Like the whole left world revolves around them now. Mm. Kind of weird, no? What are the ratings like? I mean, you mentioned the ratings. I mean, I let's look it up. People really into that show. And Must be just tuned in about what Joy Behar thinks about Ukraine and what she thinks. <laughs> God and... knows we have to know what Joy I thinks. Mean... All right, quick break here. We're back with this uh, with uh, Cray News with Kay. Keep it here. Joe Pags. 
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this young lady back. Part of the team. She is uh, Kay Smythe. Cray News with Kay on a Monday. Kay, how's it going? It's good, Joe. It's a busy Monday. I just got back from New York, so I'm tired and finally warm now that I'm back in North Carolina. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Tired, uh, yet you still did four stories today for The Daily Caller, and we're going to be talking about those. Uh, and you were on uh, uh, Newsmax this weekend with uh, Carl Higby, and uh, that was, was great. You, you were talking about something I did a, a, a TikTok about last week, Joy Behar, and how beside herself she was that she can't go to Europe. Oh, poor Joy. I mean, Kay... Listen, you lived in L.A., you go to New York all the time, you really have mixed in some pretty A-list circles. These people are nuts, aren't they? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying she's A-list, she's not. But, I mean, these people, are at, they're out of their minds. No, Joe, they are absolutely out of their minds. And thank you so much for bringing that up. I was on Newsmax today. I actually wrote eight articles for the Daily Caller today. I just want to correct you on that. I only get four I then. Been... I only get four of them. Okay, go ahead. You only get four. Okay. You only get four. The rest, I, I don't even know if the rest have been published yet. I think some of them have. I know I'm like number two on the website today, nice. which is cool. But uh, no, these people are absolutely insane. And, you know, I've lost a lot of friends, a lot of my sort of like woke LA friends since uh, I sort of came out of the conservative closet. But I will say, I hung out with a friend of mine this weekend who I would describe and who probably would describe himself as a screaming woke pop star. And uh, we had such a lovely time. So, okay. you know, we can cross those political boundaries and all be friends if we all just calm down and get along. But, 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 I, but, but how does that work, like though? Joy doesn't want that. But, but, Joy doesn't want that. But going... No, she doesn't. She's nuts. But, but going into... You spend some time with your friend, uh, the liberal pop star person, and and that person knows that you were just on Newsmax and knows that you're writing for the Daily Caller and knows that you're probably connected with my show somehow. I'm a conservative guy. Does that never come up? You guys like go in and say that we're not talking about that stuff today. Do you know what he always says? And the way that we look at it is like he's never met anyone like me and I've never met anyone like him. Okay. And we just put it to one side. We like art. We like all the same music. I'm actually okay. a huge fan of his band, um, which is, I think, actually how we met, I think, through social media or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, just like it comes up, but it comes up in a way where it's like a very minor defining factor in our relationship. And I encourage everyone listening at home to find friends from across the aisle. We can all grow up and get along. We don't all have to be like panelists on The View. Well, okay, well Kate, yeah, but Kate's difficult. And, and I'm, I'm going to cast blame because it's not on my side. And maybe that's I can cast blame too. Liberals say they're tolerant. They say that they're accepting. But most of them are not like your friend. Most of them um, uh, hate People like me, they don't want uh, you know Ben Shapiro to show up on on a on a college campus or in Coulter or maybe even you now that that you're somebody who is actually writing from the truth and not just writing what the liberals say. So most people don't want to spend that time. I'm glad you have that person who does, and, and hopefully you know I, I'm sure there are some liberal people out there that I get along with. I just don't know that they're liberal and they don't bring up politics very often. It's Case Smythe, Cray News with K on a Monday. Didn't even get into the stories yet. So I did this TikTok earlier. You saw it, where there's Joe Biden. He he's walking like he's wearing a diaper. Now look, I don't know if he is or not. There's something he's he's doing the somebody on Twitter. Okay, they called it the the um the dementia shuffle, which I found to be rude. Yet I laughed at it. So there he is, and the reporters are yelling. He's wearing a mask, and nobody's within a mile of him, right? Nobody's anywhere near this guy. He's wearing a mask, and he's shuffling along to the White House. And reporters are yelling, "Mr. President, you're afraid of nuclear war." And he just he doesn't even acknowledge them. Fill me in on what, what you glean from watching that. 
So two things, Joe. First thing, I feel like this is a sort of a backstory or a follow-on, maybe, to the fact that Joe Biden went on vacation this weekend. So I think it was maybe Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Um, again, I was away, so everything sort of blurred into one. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, we've got Putin saying, "Hey." We are going to kind of ramp up and put our nuclear efforts on like high alert. Right. And so our president decides to just like go off to Delaware on vacation, which, by the way, the people in Delaware hate because it's really annoying for them. All the Secret Service and stuff come into town. I've also written about that. So he went on vacation. He comes back completely disregards uh, the reporters. Jen Psaki came out and said, Oh, this is just something that Putin does, you know, like he just like, I can't remember her exact wording, but um, she basically completely dismissed it. Joe, Russia has completely surrounded and has taken control of the area around Chernobyl, complete, completely taken control. Um, and I, I was chatting to another friend of mine. Again, this is not confirmed, but apparently the rates of radiation have risen significantly since they got there. Again, that is not confirmed. That is just something that I've heard from a friend who has. Well, I also saw the stuff that they received from um, some of their friends who right. are maybe involved in deeper government things. Shall we just put it that way? Um, unconfirmed sources, but still scary. Um and then so, so Biden's response to what is arguably, in my opinion, like we've already kind of gone through biological warfare with COVID. So I think we're all kind of like a little bit numb to that right now, even though we've got um, what's that Microsoft Bill Gates, like Microsoft boy. We've yeah. got him sort of like, oh, there's another like crazy flu coming. And he's like, oh, it's OK. There's great. There's another bioweapon coming. Cheers for that, Bill. Um, so we're kind of dampened down that's to his biological stuff. Microsoft boy, is, that's his, actually his nickname. <laughs> I had no idea that you knew that. I just thought that was in, in my house. All right, so, so uh, Microsoft boy and nuclear war could be happening and Biden's eating you know, chocolate ice cream in Delaware. And Jen Psaki, my favorite part of Jen Psaki today or yesterday was that she said, yeah, the gas prices are going to go up and oil prices are going to go up, but, but we're not going to battle that by increasing our production here. We're going to battle it with green energy. What? Laughable. Did you know? And I think um, this was a Ben Shapiro quote, but Germany, who transferred everything over to green energy, pretty much, they have enough power backed up in their grid now to last something like five minutes. Wow. Like without oil and gas, like they had enough power to last five minutes. I am so glad that I'm super into survivalist stuff because under this administration, I am terrified I'm going to need it. Absolutely terrified. I'm not trying yeah. to scaremonger. Right. Um, obviously, as you can tell by my tone, I think we should be way more scared of the nuclear threat, to be honest with you. Um, but no, I, I, it's just it's exhausting. It's, you know, playing to woke culture, as we know that this kind of echo chamber of Democrats does. It's embarrassing. And again, I'm an immigrant in this country, so I think people find it interesting when I come out here and I'm like, oh, I'm going to like disrespect the president. It's like, well, I lived here under Trump and that's what kind of turned me more conservative. I would like to eventually raise a family here. I'm sort of living the American dream. I have a vested interest in the future of this country. And what I'm seeing from this president, like the one thing that scares me about the apocalypse, Joe, is that I think after about like four years of like total shutdown of uh, say, say like America went completely haywire and we lost everything and it was like, um, 
you know, on those like zombie takeover movies or whatever. Okay. Um, there would literally be nowhere in the United States on this landmass where you could live without being in a radiation zone because of our nuclear power. A lot of my friends are pro-nuclear. Personally, I'm not because of that long-term threat. And now he's there just ignoring potentially an immediate threat. Anyway, I digress. Well, it's not a big deal. You've got Putin taking over countries and, and he basically said... If you screw with us, it's going to be catastrophic to the point that you've never seen it before on this planet. Everybody's assuming he means nukes. It's uh, K-Smythe. Go to ksmythe.com, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E.com, Cray News with K. All right, uh, Anonymous, I'm not a big fan of Anonymous. I don't like people hacking into people's stuff. I don't like the fact that they do it because they can. I like what they're doing here. What, what, what are they doing here? They're going after Russia. So this was unconfirmed as of about eight o'clock this morning. And then I got the news update and managed to kind of grab the story for the Daily Caller. But yeah, anonymous hacked Russian, like predominantly state owned and pro Putin, pro state app news outlets and posted a series of uh, videos essentially claiming to be Russian journalists saying this is not what want this war like Putin is just do it was, a, it was a little bit liberal a little bit socialist the stuff that they posted yeah. but I agree with you I thought it was actually pretty uh I don't know if I can use it can I say ballsy on the radio Ooh. are we gonna have to cut Ooh. this no I think I think, we, I think we'd be okay with ballsy but but by ballsy mm-hmm. you mean basketballs and softballs and bowling yes. balls things like that it was because um you know, if you're gonna have that kind of technology don't just do it to, to start trouble with innocent people go after bad actors and I like that they're doing that here it's K. Smith. K. Uh, Elon Omar is uh, is a Democrat who's a socialist who should be kissing the ground she walks on for getting out of Sudan and out of Somalia. But instead of kissing the ground she walks on, she like hates the country the way that it is, and she plays the victim even though she's not. She's living the high life. Uh, somebody's going after her for that job, and it sounds like they might have a chance. What's going on there? Yeah. So uh, this is shoe for Congress, and uh, she is going after the squad. Pe- like predominantly Elon Omar. This was another story that I wrote this morning uh, covering basically her key challenger. You can find it on the Daily Caller mm-hmm. um, under my vertical, which is just Case Mythe. Um, you can look me up, S-M-Y-T-H-E. Uh, essentially, this woman, Joe, incredible story. I'm always saying, I said it on Newsmax, women, particularly on our side of the aisle, we need more role models. We've got, you know, Megyn Kelly, but like, who else is there? Mm -hmm. This woman turns around. She fled Somalia after her father was murdered. She spent four years living in a Kenyan slum, eventually made it out here to the United States. Do you know what, do you know what she does? Unlike Ilan Omar, She joins the military, serves for 10 years, has three children within that time. Then her husband, who she actually met in the military, he uh, sort of was he he got PTSD. And this is something, again, that, you know, is very close to me. But um, she actually had to leave the marriage because of consistent ongoing domestic violence and abuse. Her and her children were homeless for a short while living out of her car. And do you know what she didn't do? She didn't go ask the government for a handout. She pulled herself up by her bootstraps and now she's running for Congress. And she she described herself in the campaign video as a mother, a survivor, a warrior. She's a black Muslim, but 
most importantly, she is a Minnesotan and she is an American. And I don't know, as an immigrant and as a woman, I was just like, I'm all over it. This yeah. this woman is incredible. These are the kind of women that we need in politics. We don't need these sort of like elites who, and again, I'm quoting from her right now, who get into power and then completely forget where they've come from. Yep. No, no, yeah. it's absolutely true. Elon Omar is somebody who has been handed on a golden platter the American dream and opportunity. And instead of saying, thank you, I, I, I love this country. I'm going to fight as hard as I can to make it, to make sure it continues to be great and open and welcome to other people like me. Instead of that, she says, I hate it. It's racist. It's no good. You know, as she's in her ivory, her ivory tower, which is very strange to me. It's casemythe, casemythe.com. One last quick one. I'm not a prude. I'm attracted to, to, um, to the opposite gender. Uh, um, I, anytime there's even an inkling that Chelsea Handler is going to be topless, I turn away as fast as I can. <laughs> Kay, is there a reason why this woman can't keep her top on? What is going on with Chelsea Handler? Well, look, I'm going to sound like a complete hypocrite if I come out against Chelsea Handler being naked. I'm like one of the biggest pro-nudity people. And so I'm European, for goodness sake. Well, I grew up in Europe when Britain was still a part of it. You know, we've talked about Brexit. You can't just walk around naked in shows. Europe? Is that the story? Yeah, hey, no, we're like, in Europe. We just, Let's don't, be naked. we just don't do tops in Europe. I'm sorry. Sweeping well, well, generalization. No, 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 listen, I, I went to Italy. You're right. There's a whole lot of toplessness going on. I get it. But I mean, yeah. it's like she does this for shock value. She's not from Europe. And yeah. You know, she's not the people laying on the beach in, in France. You know, she's, no, she was. Why she, was why is she doing this? So she was skiing down a mountain to celebrate her 47th birthday. Um, she's there with uh, like a beer or like some kind of alcoholic beverage. She's got um, a joint in the other hand. She's skiing topless, wearing these sort of like teal underwear. She's got like the helmet on. And then she's got like a Canadian flag and an American flag over her nipples. No. And then her boyfriend's no. like on a snowmobile behind her. I was more worried about frostbite for her safety. Like it was cold <laughs> up in New York this weekend and we only got a little bit of snow and my fingers started to go numb. Oh, I was just sat there feeling sorry for her really more than anything. But yeah, she gets naked all the time. She takes it a little bit too far. I, I don't personally do that. I just do it because like the weather's warm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Chelsea Handler, I, I, again, like I'm all for it, but I'm also like, why? She's taking notes. Um, in this interview, <laughs> in this interview today, we've had ballsy nipples. We've had, um, uh, joints and, and beer. So we're good. We're I think we yep. covered all the bases and everybody's <laughs> naked in Europe at all times. It is Cray News with Kay. She's written eight stories today for The Daily Caller. She's delivered four to us. 50% is just as good. You can go and check out the other 50%. Look her up, casemythe.com. Kay, we appreciate you. Have, have a great rest of your week. And, and uh, this, was, this was a good one. Cray News with Kay. Appreciate you. Thank you, Joe. I'll be back next week. Yes, you will. We'll talk to you then. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Tons going on. Tons to get to. Not a whole lot of time, though. Do appreciate you being here. Gary, did you see that uh, the First Lady called, uh, see what she called Kamala Harris today? I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she and Joe can't figure out who the president is. 
Yeah. I mean, why do they keep making that mistake? I don't. I don't know. Um, that's a pretty big one. I I, I would say. You put the, the word vice in front. What's the problem? All right, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Got to tell you about um, Stamps.com. Stamps.com, great organization, great company, going to help you out big time if you're out there doing your own online business. If you're shipping stuff out, you need to start saving some money. And don't waste your time either going to the post office or going to UPS. Why not save money? Look, for over 20 years, Stamps.com has been an indispensable partner for over a million businesses. Stamps.com gives you the access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer and get discounts of up to 40% of a USPS rates and 76% off of UPS. So whether you're in an office sending out invoices, a side hustle, Etsy, uh, Etsy shop, a full-blown warehouse, shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. You're up and running in minutes, printing out official postage, any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. Stamps.com, go there right now, use promo code PAGS, get a special offer. It includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, enter my code PAGS, make that happen right now. You, you, you have a story on the Biden uh, on, on the on the Biden guy, don't you? On that, uh, the, Is he the president? He's the president, right? He is the president, yeah. From these two new polls were recently released regarding the job performance of President Joe Biden, and they paint a potentially disastrous picture for Democrats heading into the 2022 midterm elections. An NPR PBS NewsHour Marist poll released on Friday finds a majority, 56% of Americans, think Biden's first year in office has been a failure, compared to only 39% who said it was a success. And there was also a majority of Americans who said Biden is not fulfilling campaign promises, 54%, and is doing more to divide the nation than to unite it. 52% of Biden campaigned heavily on the promise of uniting Americans. A mere 30% of Americans feel as though the country is headed in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he did not hold up that campaign promise pop culture. Oh. Dirty pop. Thank you, Carrie Polo. What's going on? All right, so... I don't, you know, spend much time on, on social media, but I know you kind of enjoy it. But have you been seeing this stuff about Jeremy Renner? No, what happened? Okay, so I guess with all this stuff going on in Ukraine, and I guess that President Zelensky, um, I don't know if there's a resemblance, but they're definitely saying that I guess whenever they make this like biopic, that they should have Jeremy Renner play Zelensky in the movie. I mean, I can see that. There's definitely a difference there, but I could see that. Yeah, I, but some people, I guess, are kind of getting bothered by the fact that this is still going on and people are more focused on that. Than Somebody else. sent me a music video with uh, Zelensky in it. I'll show you guys after the show on the stream. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pug Show.